Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> Merry Christmas and and Happy New Year. This is, um, by the way, I, I agree 100% with Becca. You, you need congratulated for when we were on the way in, it was, I think, 23 below on our car. And it's funny that you get in the car and, and lights that shouldn't light up light up and, and there's no suspension. And it's like the Flintstones car <laughs> you know, it's on stone. So... Um, Congratulations, this is a very good thing. This is that, um, this is that really odd time. I mean, it's for, for me as a pastor and speaker, but it's just an odd in-between time because Christmas is over, but New Year's isn't quite here. It's like almost here, but it's not here, you know? Um, Paul Severson took down the manger, and we love having that manger set up, you know, somewhere every year. And, but the Christmas trees are still up. You know, how many of you still have Christmas trees up? After New Year's, that's when, some after March, yeah. It's, it's that time when, when it's just odd because it's kind of like a transition that's in between. And so because of that, the message is also going to be odd, but you're thinking it always is, so that's what it is. This is kind of an in-between message. Um, I was actually started the week with two different things in my head that we were going to do today, and I wasn't sure which one we were going to do, and got a little under the weather and, and missed a day or so, and, and I, I was trying to decide what to do. We were going to either finish God with us, um, talk about that a little bit, or, or ushering in 2018 and a new series and do some stuff. So these two messages, God with us, and the other one was going to be the line. Um, um, so here's what I did. Um, be, I, I just combined them. And, and I, three or four of you just went like this and looked at your watch. It's like, don't worry, you're still getting out on time. You're going to get out a little early today. Here's what I want to do. I just want to offer, as we move into this new year, a little hope, a um, little encouragement, and add a little challenge to that as well. So this is like kind of God with us part five. Last week for the Christmas, um, we had if you weren't with us, we had just a, such a fun time for the three Christmas services that we did we talked about um, God with us and the incarnation and the cost of that. That was last week. For the first three weeks before that, we talked about God with us in transitions, really, is how you could summarize that, in the valleys, in the wilderness, in the storms that we go through in life, and how during all of those times, we need to see that God is with us, He wants to be with us, but those times, those valleys and storms and, and, and wilderness and desert areas, that's not where we're meant to live. Those are just transitions. He wants to walk through those with us. It's not that he wants to stay there with us. He wants to walk through those with us. But I can actually sum this all up better by saying this. It's not about God with us in those times or these times or the bad times or the good times. It's about God with us always. And we need to understand that. We need to understand that we're supposed to daily walk with him, regardless of whether it's an up or a down or a transition or a mountain or a valley or a storm or a wilderness. It doesn't matter. We daily walk with him one step at a time, just one step at a time, not just in tough times and transitions, but always. And we walk by faith, not by sight. I've walked with Jesus for 40 years now. And, and one of the things I've learned is that there is never a time in my life when I can coast and I can say, wow, it's good now. I can just breathe a little. Every single day, I take that step with him. Every single day, I walk by faith, not by sight. Every single day, I do what he asks me to do. Every single day, it's in the spirit what we do. So we're, I want to talk just very briefly about God with us 
about Christ with us. I want to just very briefly unwrap that because it's not just that he's with you. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you stepped across the line from unbelief to belief and claimed Jesus as your Savior, he's not just with you. Christ is in you. Here's what it says in Colossians 1.27. God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery. This is a mystery because it was something that they knew nothing about before this time. All of the Old Testament, they knew nothing about this. It's this, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Those words, that phrase, I can't tell you how many times I've repeated that over and over as I've walked with him. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's where it's at. It's not, a, it's not about church. It's not about religion. It's about having Christ in me. That, that's what gives me my hope. That's what allows us to know that there is a future. We've been forgiven from the past. We have meaning and purpose in life today. And there is hope for the future. For them, when they heard this, this was a brand new thing for them. This was like, this was the eternal game changer to say that Christ or God was in you. And here's how that was going to happen. Christ kind of hinted at it a couple times a little bit, but in John 14, he promises, and here's what happens. In John 13, um, Jesus is talking to Peter, to disciples. Remember, in John 13 is where he tells Peter, You're gonna, I'm going to be going to these trials. I'm going to go to the cross. You're going to betray me three times. And Peter's like, no way. That's never going to happen. I'll never betray you. That's John 13. And John 14 starts with Jesus saying, let not your heart be troubled. And he's saying that because he just got done telling Peter, you're going to deny me. He says, but let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, you believe also in me. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And he's telling them as plainly as he can tell them, I'm leaving. I'm going to go to the cross, I'm going to die, I'm going to be buried, I'm going to rise again, but I'm ascending to heaven. I'm going, I'm leaving. And he's, he's telling them that, and that's the context of, of, of John chapter 14. So he says in John 14, starting in verse 15, Jesus is talking to them, and he says, If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. I just want to camp there for just a second. Another advocate. He's telling them, I'm going to give you another advocate. The word that was chosen for another is a very specific word. He could have talked about just another, like have this chair and another chair and whatever, whatever. The word he used is very specific. It's another exactly like this one. He says, when I'm going to give you another advocate, I'm going to give you another one just like the one you have. Who is the one they had? Jesus. He says, I'm going to give you another advocate. An advocate, they use that word because it's a legal term. Somebody who's able to speak on behalf of somebody else and has full power of the law. It's advocate, it's helper, it's comforter, it's counselor, it's encourager. That's what that word means. He said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to ask the Father, and he's going to give you another advocate who will never leave you. Because remember, Christ just told them, I'm going to leave. I'll be back, but I'm going to leave. He says, the Father's going to send you an advocate who will never leave you. And verse 17, he tells us very plainly who this promised one is. He is the Holy Spirit. And that's very important. It doesn't say it is the Holy Spirit. It says he is the Holy Spirit. We'll get into this later um, um, in, in the series, but he, the Holy Spirit is God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. He said the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him, doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you. That's how it's been since the beginning of time. He lives with you, 
but later will be in you. This was a complete change. They didn't, they didn't have this before. They don't have the presence of God with them like we do. So a lot of people say, boy, I wish I lived back then when, when you could see Jesus walking around. And although that would be really cool, they don't have what we have. They don't have his presence all, at all times in all circumstances with them right there because he is now in them. And what happened was after Jesus died, buried, rose again, and ascended to the Father at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came down and arrived, and like God often does during big transition times like that, it didn't all happen at once, kind of happened in some stages, but the Holy Spirit now lives in those who believe and receive Jesus. So we can say, I have God in me. I have Jesus in me because I have the presence of the Spirit in me. When I believe, that's what happens. So I don't ever have to be alone. It's not like God just walking beside me. He's here. And, and, and I have him all the time with me. God is in us. Christ is in us through the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 1, starting in verse 13, it says this, And you also were included in Christ. So it's not just Christ in us. We, we as believers in Jesus are also in Christ. That's a very safe place to be, by the way, to have him in you and to be in Christ. It says you were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you responded to that good news of salvation that Jesus came and died for you, he said you were included in Christ. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promise. Holy Spirit, the one who Jesus promised in John 14, you are marked with that Holy Spirit, verse 14, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. What happens is when you believe, you, it says you're marked with a seal, you get the Holy Spirit in you as a deposit guaranteeing your inheritance, you get God in you, and by the way, I don't, I don't know if, if that just passed you by or not, but that inheritance, um, we joke about this um, on my side of the family that, um, you know, some people have rich relatives who die. You know, my rich uncle died and left me this and that. Everybody on my side of the family, the only thing they ever left was bills. <laughs> there are no rich relatives on that side of the family. But I have a Holy Spirit that was deposited in me as a guarantee of an inheritance of the one who created the universe. <clears throat> all of God's riches. I have that deposit guaranteeing that inheritance. More on that next week. We'll get into that a little bit more. Right now, I want you to understand that you have Christ's presence. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have Christ's presence in you by the Holy Spirit. Christ's work is being continued on this earth here by the church through the power of the Holy Spirit. God is with us. He's in us always and forever. If you are a believer, a follower of Jesus. So, back to this odd time of the year. That was the whole message in like 10 minutes. For part A. Part A, sorry. Now we're moving into part B. Here's the thought that kept, kept coming to me. When I, when I thought of this time of year, I kept thinking of the line. You know, um, not Johnny Cash. Because <laughs> you're mine, I walk the line. Um, actually, <clears throat> that's a really good idea for a series. <laughs> That'll be a series a little bit later. Walk the line. I like it. My son sings Johnny Cash really good. <laughs> Dan does. <laughs> um, 
That's not the line I'm talking about. I'm talking about the line BCAD. What year is it today? This, no, no, I meant what year is it? It's not a trick question. 2017. What year will it be tomorrow? 2018. It'll be 2018 tomorrow. It's New Year's oh. Eve. <laughs> and, like, and like me, Mike and I, until March, we'll be writing 2017 on everything. I usually get it near the end of the year. But that you realize when you write that on something, I was going to say when you write it on a check, but nobody writes checks anymore. But when you write 2017 or 2018 on something, you're acknowledging that Jesus was born. Because before that was B.C. It's so funny. They're trying to erase God from everything. It's not B.C. anymore. It's B.C.E. Before common error. Era, not error. Era. And it's like, no, it's before Christ. It was dated when Jesus was born. But you know what? If Jesus wouldn't have died for you, if he wouldn't have been buried and rose again and ascended, there would be no B.C.A.D. They wouldn't mark it. But they do because he did what he said. And I kind of think of this time as that. You know, we're just, we're, we're ending Christmas, and so Christmas is over, you know, unless you haven't had yours yet, but Christmas is over, and we're moving into the New Year's thing, and it's kind of like, you know, the, the B.C., um, A.D., that's the history thing, but that's also the story of my life. I can look at the B.C. in my life, the before Christ, and I can see what it was like before Christ and how there was depression and desperation and hopelessness, and everything is not perfect now after Christ, after he has come into my life, but I am not ever having to do it alone again. And there is finally hope because of that. So just like in history, it's the same thing in my life. So I asked this in the first service, and we had quite a few hands raised. Um, if in the last year, um, at Journey North Church or in some capacity, you have stepped across the line for Jesus in the last year, um, everybody's looking. I'm not going to have everybody close their eyes or anything. If you've stepped across the line for Jesus in the last year, could I see your hand? I want others to see it too. Look around, look around. See, praise the Lord. That's an exciting thing. God has big things in store. So I'm actually, I'm starting a new thing for my quiet time. We finished the Bible. I'll talk about that in a minute. But I'm looking at this, uh, at the Jesus Bible, it's called, and I'll explain it in a minute. But it talks about the fact that there really is no B.C. Because in this book, um, we look at the New Testament, read the Gospels. That's a story of Jesus. There's 66 books in here. They were written by dozens of authors over thousands of years across three continents, and they tell one story. And that's the story of Jesus. And so I'm going to get into that in a little bit, but we're, we're still in this BCAD thing. And here, here's what I was thinking of. We have this line as we cross into the new year, but everybody, everybody has a line. When Jesus came here um, and walked this earth, we try to do what Jesus did. And Jesus accepted everybody. He didn't approve of everything everybody did, but he accepted everybody. And so we want to be able to accept people. And what we say here is Jesus drew the crowd before he drew the line. But he drew the line. And everybody in here, everybody listening to this right now, you have a line. I don't know what your line is. But you have a line drawn that you have to take that next step. For some of you, it's the first step. You know about church and religion and rules and regulations and rituals and all that stuff. But you don't know about Jesus. You haven't had that personal, intimate relationship with him and had him come into your life through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Maybe that's your first step. Maybe you've taken that step. Maybe you've accepted by faith and said, Jesus, I don't understand all that, but I'm going to believe that and turn my life over to you. I'm yours. And I believe what you said was true. Maybe you've done that already. You still have a step. You have a line there that he's asking you to step across. And, and often what we do is we see something over here and we want this. And we say, God, I want that. And he says, okay, here's your line. It's like, no, I don't want this. I want this. And he says, you've got to do this first. You've got to take this one step first. And here's the thing. I understand that sometimes it's hard to take that next step. We want what's out here. But it's hard to take that next step. Sometimes it just seems too much. Sometimes it costs too much. Sometimes it requires too much of us. And maybe, maybe you're just worn out from last year. Maybe you're worn out from pushing and fighting so much and trying to get ahead and trying to claw your way out, and you're just worn out, and you know there's a next step, but you just don't want to take it because you're worn down and beat up and exhausted. Let me ask you this question. This, ask, this question was asked by somebody else long ago. Are you tired and worn out? Go ahead. If you're tired and worn out, let me see. The rest of you are just too tired to raise your hand. <laughs> I love the message paraphrase of Matthew 11. It's one of my favorite in all of Scripture. Here's what it says in 28. Jesus says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Does that ever describe you? It describes me sometimes. You just get tired of the fight. You get tired of the battle. And it's like, yes, Jesus, I am tired. I am worn out. And I can get burned out on religion. If that describes you, you need to listen to Jesus' words. The next thing he says is this. Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. How does that sound? A getaway with Jesus. Doesn't that sound good? A getaway with Jesus. And then he tells us how that's going to happen. Verse 29. This is my favorite of all of it. Jesus says, walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Let's just stop there and think about that for a minute. In fact, I want you to say this with me, because not only is it fun to say, the rhythm of it should be the rhythm of your life. Jesus says, walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Say it with me. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Imagine Jesus sitting across from you at coffee saying, just walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. See, too often, we don't want to take that next step because Jesus is asking us to do something hard and it's not going to be good, it's going to be too heavy and it's going to make my life worse. And he's saying, I just want you to come with me. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on me. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And in verse 30, he says, keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and light. That is the opposite of what the world thinks life with Jesus is like. 
You talk to anybody who doesn't know Jesus, and they don't want Jesus because of these rules and regulations, and I can't do this, and this is no fun, and this is too hard. And Jesus says, that's the exact opposite. The truth is, you come with me, keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's how he wants us to live, in that, in that unity walking with him like that. So how do we step into that? How do we step into that kind of power for the new year? Maybe for you, like I said, it's the first step. You've never met that Jesus. You've heard about him, and and, and you know of him, but you don't know him. Because this isn't about knowledge. This isn't about knowing something. It's about knowing someone. It's about realizing that that Jesus who we celebrated last week, who the whole world celebrated last week at Christmas time, that he came for you. He lived for you. And he lived a sinless life because he was fully God and fully man. That's what God with us, Emmanuel, means. And he willingly gave that up on the cross for you because the wages of sin is death. And he paid for your sin and my sin on the cross. And by saying, Jesus, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't deserve it. I don't even know how that works, but I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to believe that what you said was true. And I'm going to take my stuff and put it on you. And you said you would take your righteousness and place it on me. And I can have a relationship with God. I can get the Holy Spirit in me. I can get Christ in me. And be able to say that I'll never be alone because he will never leave me. And I can turn my life over to him. And if that's your first step, that's the step you need to take. And in simple faith, you just say that to Jesus. There's no magic words, there's no magic anything, it's just your heart turning to his heart. There are way too many people that miss this by 18 inches. That's the distance from your head to your heart. They got it up here, but they don't have it here. And they just turn it over to him and say, okay, I'm yours. And your life will change. It will be a rock and roller coaster, trust me. (laughs) But there will be nothing like it. So maybe it's just the first step. I don't know what your step is, but I do know this. That if Jesus is asking you to take it, he'll be there with you. And when you take it, there will be a day when you'll look back and you'll say, I'm glad I took that step. Because I never would have been able to experience what I experienced had I not taken that step with you. So what I want to tell you to do is just get away with him. Experience the presence of Jesus. I told you, I've walked with Jesus for 40 years. Here's what I know. There is no shortcut. You want to know how to have a good relationship with Jesus? Spend time with him every day for 40 years. Just just realize that every day you're going to spend time with Jesus. A couple years ago, we read through the Bible together in a year. We read through the whole Bible together as a church in a year. Most, many of many of many of you made it through it. And it was like 15 minutes a day or something. Last year, we did something a little different, and we did the New Testament in a year, which was one chapter a day, but it was only five days out of the seven, so you had time to catch up or go deeper or whatever. Um, and I'm going to leave. If you made it, by the way, congratulations. On, on this week, we finished Revelation 22 and made it through the whole New Testament. So congratulations. I'm going to leave the link up on the website to that full sheet if you want to be able to do that again. But um, I'm doing something a little bit different this year. I mentioned the, the Jesus Bible. Um, Louis Giglio um, has, uh, he's the general editor of this Bible and has some articles by some phenomenal people in it. But what it is, it's the entire NIV Bible 
And every book has um, an introduction in it that talks about how Jesus is in that book. And it's just phenomenal. I, I, I got it, and I read the, um, the preface. And it's like, the preface was worth the price of the book. It was so exciting. It was so good. I'm, I'm excited to get into it. So if you're interested in getting into that, I have a deal for you. You know me. I love a deal. I, got, I was going to get this, and it was just too expensive. And so I got an email the other day <clears throat> from them, and it said, until January 4th, it's on sale for $3.99. And I thought, $3.99? Digital version. You can look at it on my phone. That's how I read it on my phone. Because um, the print version is like 40 bucks, And so I thought, $3.99, I can do that. So iBooks or Kindle? Get it in iBooks or on Kindle? I went yesterday. I didn't check this morning. I should have. $1.99. $1.99. So you can go through that with me. Um, and I'm just going to spend some time seeing Jesus through the whole Bible this year. And I'm very excited about that. So if you want to do that, go ahead. I get no kickback from that. Don't worry. It's just Amazon Kindle. It has nothing to do with me. So, but here's the thing. Whatever you choose to do, spend time daily with Jesus. In his word. Talk to him. Hear from him. Keep company with him. So that we can end 2018 and enter end 2017 and enter 2018 focusing on Jesus. And we're going to do that as a church family here now in, in the way that he prescribed for us to do. That Emmanuel, that God with us. We're going to focus on Jesus ending 2017 here. And we're going to share communion together. So before we do that, I want to explain at Journey North Church, we believe that communion, the Lord's table, we take the bread and we share the bread in the form of a cracker, gluten-free, for those who need to know. And we share the cup, which is grape juice, for those who need to know. Um, that represents Jesus' body and blood. And it doesn't save you. It doesn't change you. It doesn't do anything except remind us of what Jesus did for us. So we believe that it's for believers only, but that it's for all believers. So you don't have to be a member here. It might be your first time here. If you claim Jesus as Lord and Savior, we'd welcome you to join with us. If for any reason you want to just let it pass, then just let it pass and, and go on to the next person. It's perfectly okay. Here's, here's how Paul describes it. He says in 1 Corinthians 11, on, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, on that very night, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. He broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. And so we're going to remember Jesus that way today. And what we're going to do is we're going to pass the bread first. And again, if you want to take it, take it. If you don't, just let it pass. And when everybody's have it, hold on to yours. When everybody has it, we'll, share it, we'll pray and then we'll share it together.
Father, as believers have done for 2,000 years, we thank you for the price that was paid so that we could be free, so that we could experience forgiveness from our past, from our sin, and we could know what meaning and purpose and life meant and a hope for the future. And we know that that was at great cost. And as, as we, we share this body together, Father, this bread together that represents the body, we do this to remember Jesus. We love you. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Let's share it together. And again, as they pass the cup, please hold on to it until we've all got it so that we can share together. in the same way Jesus took the cup after supper saying this cup is a new covenant an agreement confirmed with my blood do this to remember me as often as you drink it Father we are so forever grateful for the price that was paid so that we could experience forgiveness and freedom help us to be able to walk in that freedom to experience that daily as we walk with you, with your spirit in us. Thank you, and we love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So let me ask you this. Are you ready to cross the line? I don't know what your line is. I hope you're ready. Uh, adventure waits. I'll tell you what. 
you take that next step with him, whatever it is, the first step, the next step, you can do it. I can't say that without saying you can do it. In order to have the peace and the power to do it, you have to spend time daily with him in his word. Talk to him, hear from him, keep company with him. You can take your next step with him. We can do that because we have God in us. We have the presence of God. If we're followers of Jesus, we have the presence of God and the person of Jesus living in us through the Holy Spirit. As guide, comforter, helper, encourager, counselor, advocate, if you've stepped across the line, that's what you have in him. We're going to do a series on that sometime this year because the Holy Spirit is so misunderstood. I grew up in a church that used a different version of the Bible, and it was the Holy Ghost. And I'll tell you, that scared the crap out of a little kid. (laughs) But we talk about God the Father. We talk about God the Son. We don't talk a lot about the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about that this year in a series, but but not not right away. We're doing a new series uh, next week. We're starting a new series. And um, I'm just going to say this. Everyone should be here, but if you could possibly be a Beatles fan, you may really want to be here. I'm just saying. We're going to start a new series. You say you want a revolution? That's what we're going to talk about starting next week. So let me close in prayer. Father, thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you for demonstrating that as we celebrated last week that you came for us, Emmanuel, God with us that we not only have you with you now, that as we turn our life over to you and become followers of you, we have you in us. That you will never leave us or forsake us. We will never be alone. We have the power that raised Jesus from the dead living in us to help us through. Father, I thank you for that. I pray that anyone hearing this who has never experienced that, that for them it's been about religion or rules or regulations or requirements or rituals, that today they would realize It's about a relationship with the God who loved them so much that you became one of us and willingly gave your life so that we could be free. Father, I thank you for that. I pray that whatever our next step is, that with your power and your boldness and your presence with us, that we would take that next step with assurance that you'll be there with us. We love you, and it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're getting done early today because I didn't want your car to completely freeze up. And I'd like you to stand for the closing song, which perfectly wraps up this series. Did I tell you that was the perfect finale for this? That's my prayer. Every day, where I go, I go with you, God. That's my prayer for you. And remember, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. We're better together. So let's jump into 2018 with Jesus. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the the year that we've had, for the 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 people that we've seen, the lives that have changed. I know, Father, there was also those transition times of storms and and wilderness and, and valleys. But I know that you were with us. 
And my prayer, Father, is that everyone hearing this would be able to say that I have you with me and, and in me because I believe and receive Jesus. Thank you, Father, that uh, for all of the people who made 2017 happen here, the upfront, the behind the scenes, for the many people that helped further your kingdom by doing what they do here. And we know that you are not just going to show up in 2018, you're going to show off. And we thank you for that, and we love you. And it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.